Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1571. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars. Yeah, I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, Don Taylor. He's on the road today, so he's calling in from, well, where are you today, Don? Well, interestingly enough, I'm in St. Louis uh, working on a project. Mostly I work from home, obviously, these days, and I've been forced to travel by car, which Ah. is not the greatest sacrifice in the world, but... Very, very busy. Yeah. But cool. <laughs> yet, um, I looked at my calendar of things I was going to do this year, including Goodwood, of course, the SEMA show coming up. Hopefully, these things will happen. Yeah. The um, historic, or I guess it's the reunion now, uh, Monterey, all those events. And I don't see getting to a lot of them. I'm not sure how things will um, start up again. Well, but in we'll the meantime, see. yeah. But in the meantime, there's so much I do from home. And, uh, traveling if i can a little bit here too well let me introduce you properly here don taylor is the director of the stand 21 safety foundation which educates racers on keeping themselves safer he also serves as the uk motorsport industry association's development director for the u.s west coast and southeast regions don also continues to be a consultant in the racing industry he's advised on the x prize alternative powertrain vehicle competition and on hyundai's u.s racing program Don was formerly Senior Director for Technical Services at the National Hot Rod Association, known as the NHRA, which includes responsibility for safety regulations. As a group manager of General Motors Racing Factory efforts, Don was responsible for program managers, as well as engine, aero, and chassis engineering, working in the various NASCAR and the Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jeff Gordon years. And those regular listeners of Cars Yeah! will remember I had the president of Stan 21, Eve Morizo, on the show. You can go back and find that on the Cars Yeah! website. We'll be back in a minute to talk to Don, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. So buckle up. It's all about safety today, and we'll be right back. When it comes to your vehicles, things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles, both inside and out, like that bird on the branch up above your car. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft products on my ride since 1975. That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best fitting, finest made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? (laughs) Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, Just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom fit floor mats and trunk liners, plus their very handy seat back organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. 
If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120, at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, a racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! Hey Don, welcome to CARSYEAH. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Silly question for a guy like you. Hey, great to talk to you, Mark. Um... I'm here, I'm buckled up. Well, actually, I don't need to be buckled up because I'm sitting in front of a laptop. <laughs> a few safety problems with that. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't lean back too far in your chair. You know, I always like to start by asking my guests this question. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Don? Well, I look back at my career, and I've done a whole lot of different things. And I think, um, you know, I'll interface with people in one uh, activity, and just they have no idea what I've done before. You know, I've been a car stylist, I've been an industrial designer, I've been a um, technical writer, a marketing guy, strategic planner. So I've worked in the automotive, regular automotive industry, as well as the uh, the racing industry for many years now. And so just a lot of experiences. And, you know, if you look back in the old days, it was um, you'd work for one company, like a, a General Motors, for the rest of your life and retire. Right. And pe- people who jumped around seemed to be uh, suspicious and uh, <laughs> yeah. irresponsible. Yeah. And, <laughs> but the gig economy has come to us, and I am part of the gig economy. And so as programs come together, I, I'll wind up working for a year or two on things and then uh, move on to something else. It sounds like a, like a fascinating life, that's for sure. I think that's pretty darn cool. I mean, it is kind of the the new way, the new norm, which I think is Certainly makes life a lot more well-rounded. Well, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Don, grab the wheel. Yeah. So, I would say, 
And if I was giving advice to somebody, a young person out there, I would say follow your passion and know your strengths. If I can mention an example here, I hear a lot of young people talk about being uh, wanting to be in racing. They want to be in racing. And that leads to what would you like to do? Be a race driver, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like, okay, if you look at the number of race drivers who are making a living at it, it's a very small number. But if you, if you like racing, if that's your passion or the automotive world in general, you need to pursue that because there's a whole lot of places to work. And the racing, if you want to be a race driver, that could be a hobby. Or if you can't be a successful race driver, you can still work in the business. Yeah. And that's why when I say know your strengths, your passion, let's say it's racing, but you'll also have a uh, sub-passion. And, and there are people who like to you know, just work with numbers. They find that fascinating. Or, or the skills of building something with your own hands. You know what I mean? You just get into the yeah. into the zone of doing that. Or people who just are naturals to work with sponsors or logistics. You know, race teams have all these different uh, needs. And if you can get really excited about that and be in the racing world, I think uh, that's the best you, can, best you can do out there. Absolutely. You know, I've had so many guests here on the show that support racing teams in a variety of ways from engineers, statisticians, mechanics. I mean, there's just so many things, the the marketing side of it, so many aspects in racing. So if you love that, uh, just go back to the Cars Yeah website and you can listen to, uh, well, well over a thousand people now, <laughs> 1,560 people uh, that will share these things with you. And of course, Don being my 1,570th guest. Well, let's let's dig a little deeper into what you do and talk about safety, because obviously this is something that is a passion for you, despite all the different things you've done. So tell us a lot more about what you're doing as director of the Stand 21 Safety Foundation. Yes, you mentioned uh, Eve Morzo, who is my boss. Uh, Eve is the founder of Stand 21 Racewear, and he and his son now run the company for 50 years straight. This Incredible. is their 50th anniversary. Yeah. And you don't find many people who have in the safety equipment business companies uh, are under the original ownership. And, and here's one. And so Eve's seen it all. He wanted to, to uh, give back to the industry, the sport he loves, racing. He created the foundation uh, 10 years ago now. And we typically will do live seminars at Long Beach, uh, the PRI show. We'll do events for the SCTA, the SCCA, uh, vintage IndyCar group and uh, score off-road. And so we are able to draw on a lot of the industry's uh, safety experts, including uh, Dr. Terry Trammell, Dr. Steve Olvey, uh, Jacques Delar, safety directors, and, well, NASCAR, uh, Tom Gideon was director of safety until recently. So we, we have access to these neutral people. You know, it's not like we're selling Stan 21. Right. But these, these experts can come in and talk about what you can do, Mr. Race Driver, to make yourself safer. You know, if you look at the history of racing safety, the modern history, we've seen the uh, death of Ayrton Senna, which, which uh, led FIA make a whole lot of changes. Mm -hmm. We've seen um, the death of Dale Earnhardt make a whole lot of changes with NASCAR. Yeah. And created after that, the whole research center, which includes a lot of uh, safety work as well. So I've seen these things happen. And what's happened with 
drivers, the top drivers, had now gotten the message. And they were fairly early adopters. It took some doing, but they, right. you know, every, everybody is in a Hans today. We've gone beyond the five belt system to six belts, seven belts or more. Uh, we've gone to better and better seats. So the top end is taken care of. The top professional drivers are taken care of out there. But when you go lower down in the pyramid, you realize that the whole majority of people racing are on that on that amateur or sportsman level. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ones uh, Saturday night at the local uh, short track. They're at the drag strip. They're an off-road event. And so they're not professionals. And they have tighter budgets. Yet we need to protect them too. And so we need to educate them because find that the sanctioning body can't do it all. Mm-hmm. In other words, sanctioning body will put up uh, the minimum safety requirements for their series or for their track. And uh, I found that track owners will say, if I require a guy to wear a Hans in my local series here, you're going to go someplace else where they don't have to wear it. So wow. I'm not going to pay you. I'm, well, I'm not going to pay $1,000 to buy a Hans but I'll spend it on going faster. Yeah. How much is your head worth in your neck? How much is your head worth? Yeah. And so so the price of the Hans or Hans type uh, devices has come down. Frontal head restraints, Mm -hmm. as we also call them. That's come down. But people need to know more about how it works because they need to buy into it. You know, they need to understand, oh, that's what happens. Right now, one thing we all become more aware of is concussions. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, again, at the big series, those officials and those medical response people know about concussions, know the symptoms, know what to do. They have a protocol if we're going to let the guy back into the car after there's been an incident. Have ways of measuring the G-forces in the crash. Again, I'm talking at the top end. Right. But at the, at the local level, you don't have that. And, uh, you know, he rung his bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you feel fine to get back in the car? Oh, yeah, sure. sure well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the best decision. And no, so, no. <laughs> and, and an official there or the, or the part-time uh, doctor at the track, you know, he could be a urologist or something and really not know a lot about uh, concussions. Yeah. So, so we say, in a sense, you really have to take care of yourself. You really have to be better educated uh, as a racer on safety equipment, on things that can go wrong. It'd be nice if your crew people, your family looks after you and says, we better sit this one out. Right. And here's why, you know, without that awareness uh, for them. Yeah. And, and like I said, bring it down the pyramid. And, and that's what we're slowly doing. Because the people who, who are racing as hobbyists, they have to go back to work on Monday morning, typically. Sure. And they have families to go back to as well. It's important. You know, you mentioned two people, Jacques Delaire and Dr. Olvi. They've both been guests here on Cars Yeah, and I encourage my listeners to go back and listen to those talks because they're very different than my normal interview. Somewhat like our talk today is about safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me um, segue into a challenge or um, uh, a big failure, something that you've faced along the way in your career. And obviously, you've, you touched on this a little bit, uh, dealing with uh, the bottom of the pyramid or different places that aren't as safety focused or they just can't be or whatever the reason might be. What are some of the challenges you've had to overcome? overcome in this world of safety and educating people so that they are more safe when they're out there racing and doing the activities they're doing? 
Uh, well, right now it's reaching them. And so we've just started. We just did the last, uh, this last week, we did a webinar with uh, Jacques Delar, our first webinar to reach a wider audience uh, because people aren't going to racetracks, obviously. Uh, we, we had to cancel our, our annual seminar at Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And so he said, we're going to do this instead. And so a lot of our speakers that we've had, including the good doctors, have agreed to do something. So we're going to line up a little scheduled webinars to reach people. And we can reach them around the world. And it's just the, the way the world is going. And so yeah. meeting online is what we're doing. And so that's it's our latest challenge there. How do people access these? Well, we, we have probably the, the best place to go is to our, our website, which is racinggoessafer.org. All right. That's, uh, if I can spell that out, it's R-A-C-I-N-G, G-O-E-S-S-A-F-E-R. Org. Just as it sounds. And that's where these uh, sounds, webinars will be? Words. Um, that's where there'll be links to the webinars and uh, announcements for those. Yes. Very cool. Well, you know, I, I've been asking guests of mine, you know, how is this pandemic affecting your business? And you just touched on it, uh, the fact that you can't be at events. But in a way, there's a little silver lining here because now with these, you can reach a much, much broader audience. Yes. And and exactly. And we we can reach an international audience uh, before, you know, if somebody was at Long Beach or near Long Beach, they could come to our Long Beach seminar. Right. Now they can uh, join online with no travel and maybe even see it later as it's later put up on YouTube or elsewhere to uh, right. to see that webinar. So, yeah, it's, it's a changing world, as we all know. And this pushed us, this sparked us into into doing that to expand our reach. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. We still like the face-to-face, though. You know, the, the meeting people live and, and, and seeing their faces and answering their questions. So we'll still do some of that when we can. Hopefully getting back to uh, the PRI show in December, hopefully that will be held. What about uh, maybe doing uh, Zoom meetings with people where you can meet the people? You can see them and they can ask questions. Have you thought about doing that? <laughs> ah, uh, a good idea, and, and we just have to progress along uh-huh. <laughs> at our own speed to develop that and, and see, you know, see what the interests are and uh, who would be attracted to that. I, yeah. you know, I think it would be a really big success. I've been doing more of that. A couple of weeks ago, I had my first virtual wine tasting with Adobe mm-hmm. Road Winery. I had uh, the the head of their company. He also runs a racing team, TRG, Kevin Buckler. Okay, I know Kevin. Yeah, yeah. you probably know Kevin. And he, he has a winery, and they started doing the, you know, people can't go to the winery and have wine tasting, so they're doing them virtually, and he invited me to be a host. And we had Peter Brock on the show, uh, Lynn St. James, a past racer. We had two of Kevin's racers on the show uh, to talk about their racing and also their, their pushing wine, of course. So it's a way for people to kind of get together. They People could go to the website, order the wine in advance, have it with them, or they don't have to. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, trying different things. I would think that would be really cool because then people could ask questions of your guests and you can moderate it so it doesn't become a big mess with too many people talking like some, <laughs> some Zoom meetings do. But I can see you migrating into that very easily. Uh, we have to. I mean, it's yeah. just, that is the future. Yeah. Actually, it's the present. 
Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. the present. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's so many easy ways now. Uh, Google Meetups, uh, Zoom. I mean, there's just so many ways for people to do this. So uh, I think that's going to be a great future. Uh, let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors here. We'll be right back to talk a little bit more about uh, safety, the racing industry, and your passion for that, and a little bit about cars. So sit tight, buckle up, stay buckled up, and we'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, A Couple's Humorous Journey Through the Confusing World of Finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know. Everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we are back, and uh, you know, I'd love to ask you uh, where this passion that you have, because you talked about passion at the beginning with mantras uh, for safety in the racing industry. What what's driven you down this road? Well, I've always been a fan of Jackie Stewart, you know, who was an advocate from the start. Right. But we're we're really hit home uh, when I was at General Motors Racing. Uh, we had a, a GTP program with the. Uh, Bob Rally designed Intrepids, and Tommy Kendall was one of the drivers. Mm-hmm. And Tommy had a very bad accident oh, yeah. at Watkins Glen yeah. in the GTP car. Horrific accident. Horrific. Created a lot of leg and foot injuries. Luckily, a doctor, Dr. Terry Trammell was able to help him mm-hmm. get him back uh, together and back in the car, of course. But what that kicked off was an idea in my boss at the Times had, my boss being Herb Fischel. Mm-hmm. who was the 
an executive director for GM Racing and for uh, Chevrolet Racing. Anyway, Herb said, you know, being in the car company with having the General Motors Research Lab just across from where we were, there's got to be people there, doctors and engineers, who study human injuries, what happens in car accidents. Couldn't they translate some of those learnings to race cars? Mm. And so we contacted people over there. We found Dr. John Melvin, who has done a whole lot of work since then with NASCAR and the Earnhardt investigation and with the FIA and the NHRA cars and so forth. But he was he was the guy. So he started looking at Tommy Kendall's accident and others. That led to us GM Racing being involved with the first black boxes at um, IndyCars. And recall IndyCars were having a lot of crashes where hmm, the guy's feet and ankles and lower legs were getting damaged. Yeah. And so it's like, hmm, we better strengthen this. But if you make it too strong, you know, it's going to transmit the energy. If you make it too soft, it's going to just fold up. The structure would fold up and still damage his feet. So it's like um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. <laughs> How stiff do you make this energy-absorbing structure? Right. And so with the, with the black boxes, you, you could get the data that said, here's the way the car crashed. Here's the angle it went into the wall. And we see a pattern in that. And we see what those loads are. And we see what the energy absorption needs to be here to um, crush just right to avoid injury for the guy. Mm. And so that led to the rules and that led to this modern, actually, revolution now of, of safety. Wow. And so, and then with NASCAR, it was like, we should uh, barrier test a NASCAR into a wall to see what happens. And it sounded like ridiculous. <laughs> just <laughs> just watch that, a race. What? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, watch the race. <laughs> but no, you do that. And so, crashed in uh, a NASCAR cup car mm-hmm. with, with a crash test dummy who was instrumented. And it's like, hmm, here's what happens there. And so since then, and the guy who worked for me, Tom Gideon, ran the safety program at the time at GM. He had, had since gone to um, NASCAR to run their safety department. And if you look at uh, sort of the bookends, I'd call it, you had Dale Earnhardt's crash just roughly 20 years ago. Dale Earnhardt's wow. senior. Wow, been 20 years, man. And everyone looks at it and says, yeah, like a sort of a minor crash there. And, you know, and he shouldn't have been killed. And, and we know why. You know, we've learned why since then. And all that learning has been applied now. And then uh, Thomas instituted the um, side impact, the foam in the side of the cars, mm-hmm. for example. And a whole lot of changes in the, the side tubing and the well, roll cage and just all the changes that have gone into the modern uh, Winston Cup car. And so we had at Daytona this year, uh, Ryan Newman's spectacular crash. Oh, yeah. And he looked at that and said, whoa, that guy didn't survive. And whoa, this isn't too happy. But because of all the, all the work that had been done, here it was, a demonstration of just how safe those cars had become. Right. 
Yeah, it's, it's incredible how far we've come. You mentioned Tommy Kendall. He's been a guest twice on my show now. He was on, sure. he was my 500th guest, and he talked a lot about that crash and what that meant to his career. And then thankfully, he came back as my thousandth guest and he interviewed me, which was a nice <laughs> thing for him to do. And, and uh, Dr. Stephen Moran, uh, he was a guest on the show, talks a lot about head injuries and injuries in vehicles and things and how that translates. So, yeah, there's a giant science to it. And we really see how all this is, has changed so much. You know, I want to touch a little bit about you though here Don I want to dive a little bit into your passion for the automobile perhaps is there a a first vehicle in your life that had a nice memory for you well first memory first vehicle with a bad memory sure a bad memory oh <laughs> we're gonna go that direction well we are talking safety so I'll let you do that <laughs> well, we well one, one of the safest cars uh, at the time I had was the Corvair uh-oh, now we're going yeah. down a weird path. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, okay, come on now. I was <laughs> younger, and this was like all the other cars were, you know, traditional water-cooled front-engine rear-drive cars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And here comes the Corvair, and it's it's like a poor man's Porsche. Yeah. Wow, engine out the back, air-cooled, flat six. Is this something here? So I had to have that, and I drive between – I was working – I grew up in Chicago, working in in Detroit, and drive back and forth, you know, late on Sunday night to get back to work. So you get up 80, 90 miles an hour in a thing with throw a fan belt because it, the fans, it had a vertical axis fan and a horizontal axis fan, and the um, the fan belt had to wrap around like a snake to sure. try to oh, yeah. connect all those, boom, it, so you lose that all the time. H- had a um, cable connection for the gear shift. Mm-hmm. Yep, came off in my hands. Oh gosh! <laughs> so, and just the things like that. Anyway, you learn. But but I think uh, the best thing though, when you when you drive in the Midwest, is in the snow. You learn car control. Yeah. And especially a car like uh, a rear engine car like the uh, the Corvair is yeah. it a, a great experience. You can. So, I had a Carmigia, and I used to take it up skiing quite often, and that car did oh. great in the snow. It was just awesome with all the weight over the back, and uh, yeah, very much like a a Corvair. Well, I'm going to ask you a question I bet nobody's ever asked you, Don. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, what would you be and why? Well, I'd be sporty and practical. Sporty and <laughs> practical. Okay. What would that yeah, lead us to? Yeah. Well, right now, it would be, I'd be a, a Porsche Macan. Okay. So I like that little crossover size, you know, and the yeah. hatchback and carrying stuff around, but the sportiness of it. But I'd be with the... Um, Take out the drivetrain and become uh, one with the uh, the, the Taycan. Uh, oh, electric, TV, un- electric, yeah. or a Tesla drivetrain underneath me. All right, okay, that's, that's what I would do. <laughs> There's a unique. Well, they're going to be. You know, that car is going to transfer to all electric very soon here. So uh, you just sit tight. Don't buy one yet, and before you know it, you'll be able to buy an all electric Macan. So. I like those vehicles. They uh, Porsche here loaned me one for a weekend, and it was in that beautiful Mamba green color, and I really wanted uh-huh. to keep that car. My wife walked out and said, what did you just buy? Take that back right now. So uh, I did what I was told. But uh, no, I, they loaned it to me. It was a great car to drive, but I'm looking forward to that being all electric. We, we talk about cars and next cars. Yeah, the electric Macan sounds great to me when it does materialize. Right now, I'll tell you, we're so committed to uh, EV that um, – I would be, we are, reluctant to buy another um, ICE car, internal combustion car. We really are. There you go. And so it just seems seems like um, 
the simplicity of it and everything just going to change everything over yeah. time. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's some people that I've had on the show here who are taking vintage cars and turning them electric. Uh, David Bernardo at Z Electric takes old Volkswagen buses, bugs, and he's even done a Carmagia and a Porsche 911 and put a, a Tesla power plant in that thing and turned it electric and they're wonderful they're fun to drive they're <laughs> they're quicker of course they're an old car so you know got to think about safety if you're going to be going faster in an old bug or a bus but regardless he's doing some wonderful things so i think there's a lot of great opportunity for you in the future don for that uh, all electric vehicle well we are up to what i call the last lap i'm going to fire off a series of questions have you give me some kind of very quick answers blips of that electric throttle of course you're not going to hear anything if you blip the throttle so why bother but i'm <laughs> I'm going to have you answer real quickly for me here. How about one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Curiosity. You know, I, I, I told you I've, I've been a designer and a car stylist and strategic planner and all the rest of it. But to me, it's a big puzzle. It all fits together. And so I'm always curious. Like um, last year, I went to the Consumer Electronics Show mm-hmm. again. And I, I've been there probably a dozen times. And that's become a car show. And, yeah. and car companies say, well, this is more important for us to be here than in the Detroit show. Sure. And, and so the Detroit show has suffered as a result here, too. But I, I've gone there. I went to the um, the Experimental Aircraft Association's um, Oshkosh yes. annual fly-in in, in June. Oh, yeah. And you, you see EV power there now for cars, for, pardon me, for, for planes. And you see a lot of these... Uh, Urban aerial mobility. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. And these are basically what we'd call flying cars. Yeah. Or or upscaled drones, uh-huh. which have electric motors and props, just like the small recreational uh, toy drones. Yeah. And so you see, you see so many of these startups now. There's uh, like about ninety of them around the world with that same concept, either carrying one passenger or maybe four, five, six. Hyundai showed their flying car at CES yeah. uh, in January. So it's sort of a crossover. You know, now you have flying cars, and now we have <laughs> EV power going to automotive and to um, the aircraft world. It's going to be interesting for sure. This is what I want is my neighbor landing on my roof because he can't make it to his driveway. I think it's fascinating uh, where things are going. Who knows what the future holds? Well, how about this question? If I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, who would it be? I already do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, my interest in, in in race car design is still a basic thing. And so mm-hmm. me getting with race car designers was always fun. You know, it was Bruce Ashmore who, who did a lot of great indie cars uh, for Lola and Reynard. See him, Chris Norris, who was at uh, Swift Cars, you know, Swift Engineering. Mm-hmm. and then. Um, I've met Eric Broadley and Tony Southgate. Have had lunch with Ross Braun. Nice. In, in at Ferrari after a tour of the Formula One thing. Cool. In Modena, we were doing some work with him and um, Peter Bryant, the, the late Peter Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these guys, I, I, I you know, I, I interface with them. I see them. I, I talk wow. to them. How fortunate! But my longest uh, relationship in the car design world has been with uh, Bob Riley. And uh, Riley, he designed the car, the uh, the car that Foyt won his fourth Indy 500 in, and then he designed another car after that for Foyt, which I did the body design for. 
And uh, I've worked with him a lot of things in the in the uh, Daytona prototypes. His cars won in like this 10, 10 years in a row. They won the Daytona twenty four. Wow, very so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So when I see Bob, you know, you know, we can talk about the past and talk about the future and ideas for suspensions and chassis and so forth. So I, I like that. I Very like that. fortunate. Yeah. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you? What would that be? Uh, don't trust a car salesman. <laughs> don't, don't trust a car salesman. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I was one at one point. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I was. And so all the things they tell, they, all the stories they tell about car dealers and how shifty they are. Mm-hmm. It's true. Buyer beware. <laughs> Buyer beware. Buyer beware. And so, so being on the inside, you know, I, I, I learned all these tricks. I was taught to do these things. I experienced it. But it gave me, and I'll tell you, it was an experience that because of, um, I had worked in, as I mentioned, the car industry. I'd worked for Ford. I'd worked for General Motors. I'd worked in production things. I worked on race car programs. We worked on uh, um, planning new vehicles, you know. Mm-hmm. We did market research. It went out with focus groups and everything. But, but being a car dealer, which I was out of desperation at one point, turned out to be a blessing because it really showed how the customer interfaces at that, that point of surrendering their dollars mm. mm-hmm. to, to buy that car. And, um, uh, for, for example, um, an old couple comes in there and says, well, what kind of engine does this car have? So I turned to my engineering background, you know, well, let's see, <clears throat> double overhead cam, uh, 24 valve, uh, this thing, that thing. And their eyes are rolling, you know. <laughs> and so, and so the, the experienced guy comes up there. He slams his hand on the hood <laughs> and says, what kind of engine? A damn good one. <laughs> That's all you need to it's know. Got the, <laughs> it's got the power to get you on the freeway, and your wife can pull out, you know, not not be afraid to enter and merge. It's got the fuel economy. Uh, it'll get uh, 100 miles per gallon, you know. And yeah. and then he says, and then he says, well, I'm, you know, I'm lying because I'm a car dealer. And the old woman says, oh, I like this guy. He's so honest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, like, so don't worry about those double red cams and all those. Yeah, that. you don't need to know no about that. Nothing to see nah, here. Move nah. on. Move on. Well, I know I know you're a book hound. Is there a, a book or two you might recommend our listeners enjoy? Yes. Um the first is Rapid Response. Uh oh, yeah. we talked about Dr. Steve Olvey. Yep. That's his book. And if you go through there, it's a lot of behind the scenes of what happens, certain crashes and things in the industry and in the indie car industry primarily. And, and, uh, Rick Mears, bad crash. Yeah. What happened in that? Mm-hmm. But tied to that, I would recommend there's a uh, documentary by Michael Miles. Yeah. It's probably out on Netflix. I think anyway, yeah. it, it is also called rapid response. It's a documentary based on Steve's book. Wonderful, wonderful job they did there. And there was one before that he did was yellow, yellow, yellow. So I looked those up. Yeah, he was a guest. Uh, Michael was a guest on my show as well when that documentary oh, came out. I got to watch it. Yeah, it's great. You can find it, I believe, on Netflix. So I'll make sure I put a link to that on your show notes page. Is there another book you want to recommend? Well, there's Crash. Uh, this is Jonathan <laughs> Ingram's <laughs> yep. book. It's the history of uh, the Hans, basically. And yep. uh, the journey it took. It wasn't like an instant success and, uh, or an economic success, but uh, he tells a lot of that story. Tim Considine, I know you've had him on your on your show with his book, uh, Twice Around the Clock. 
Yes, yeah. And a new book I'm looking for here. It's called McLaren, The Engine Company. Okay. This is by Roger Roger Miners, a friend of mine. And recall that, uh, if you're that old, Bruce McLaren set up the engine shop uh, in Detroit, outside of Detroit, is McLaren Engines to do the engines for the Can-Am cars and the Indy cars. And that became a separate entity, which lasted until today, actually. Yeah, fantastic. But but there's a great history of the car, primarily engine development they've done through the years. Do you know when uh, Roger's book will be published? Yeah, about now. About now, okay. (laughs) It's it's an SAE book. Uh, Great, awesome. Well, I'll reach out to him. Perhaps you can put me in touch with him, and I can have him be Mm -hmm. a guest here on the show, and we can promote that book like I have for hundreds of automotive authors. I'll make sure I put all these resources on Don's show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Just go there and type in Don Taylor and you'll find all these great references. All right, Don, we're up to the checkered flag. We're almost at the end of our journey here today, but today I'm going to buy you a very cool, fun car. Something collectible, maybe something just enjoyable. doesn't matter. It's your choice, but there are some rules to my game. One is it's the only cool collector car you can have. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you pick an expensive one, you're stuck with it and you have to be able to go out and enjoy it. I don't want you to just stand around and have a garage queen in your life. I want you to have some fun out there on the road, some safe fun. So what can I buy you today, John? Just a simple 911. A simple 911. Now that's a wide open comment. <laughs> there are a lot of 911s out there. So are we talking about an Too old many. car, a new one, or... What what kind okay, of 911 do you want? And let's go with new, even though they've evolved the body style where it's a little funny now. But let's go with today's car okay. for reliability. Okay. And then no wings, no wings, no added on the flaps and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like just right. just the, the pure, the, the pure, pure shape yeah. of the, the car because because it's practical. Yeah. And it's been it's been something you know seeing. 956s, the 911s, through you know 50 years or whatever it's been now, and they've been out. It's incredible. Yeah. And so, so, and so, it'll last forever. The shape. The, there you go. It'll be a classic forever and be practical. I think so. I'd be happy to buy you a new 911. I'll get right on that. Don, you've taken me on a great ride. This has been fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yell listeners. Before I let you drive off into the sunset in that new Porsche 911, is there a parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners? Well, again, I'd uh, emphasize to follow that passion that um, the car world, as you know, with your thousands now thousands of uh, interviews you've done here. It's a fascinating world. It's a wonderful place for a young man or a young woman to to spend their life, to spend their career. It has been and it will continue to be. So if your passion is automobiles, you find it, you live it, and you make it part of your life. Absolutely. Or make it or make it your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like Don has. So is racinggoessafer.org the best place for people to follow you? I, I, yeah, or I'm on LinkedIn, or, um, or they can, you can contact me at dtaylor at racinggoesafer.org. All right. I'll make sure I put links to those on Don's show notes page so you can reach out to him. I'd encourage you to go and uh, as these new seminars come along, webinars they're doing, Zooms, wherever they go with this, uh, you can follow along and learn an awful lot uh, from these gentlemen, especially from Don. Hey, Don, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for calling in and sharing your experience with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Take care. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.